I pressed it. Pressing it without precedent. We got an orange president. <laughs> Radio free tote bag and free my soul. I want to get lost in your booty hole and lick away. It's Radio Free Tote Bag and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. That was a mistake putting that song back in my head. We've been through like three cycles of me making stupid parodies. Parody is a strong word for me. Changing a couple words and then being like, eh, eh. It's just classic Radio Free Tote Bag goof acidness is what that is. That's true. It's true. Our bread and butter goof acidness. When I was a kid, my father introduced me to the concept of uh, dumb fuckery and how, mm. there, and how there is primary and secondary dumb fuckery. Like somebody does something stupid and that's dumb fuckery. Somebody does something stupid because somebody else did something stupid. That is secondary dumb fuckery. Right. I don't know if that's a joke or anything. I don't know if that's important to have on the podcast, <laughs> but that's a thing he said to my to my child is it, ears. Is it like burns were second degree? A little deeper. Is more is more than first or is the first degree like more serious? Like that's the I would think that secondary dumb fuckery would be worse because you had to watch somebody do something stupid and then do it your damn self. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, you jump off of a bridge and you hit a rock and you burst into treats. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, whoa, that was fucked up. I'm going to give it a try. And then I burst into treats. Yeah. yeah that's, that is, that is way worse. That is way worse. Around. Right on. I'm drink. I was drinking a beer. I just took two sips and I'm just like, I'm not, I don't really like I'm not feeling it. Put it in your body. It has alcohol not, in it. You, there are sober children in Africa. You have to drink this. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Man, just fucking booze. Yeah, it's, I have like it's a one hellish drink. nightmare. I have like, well, I used to, you know, drink a, I mean, on a regular basis on the weekends and shit. But having nothing to do, I've talked about this before, but I'm like, I'm fully at the point where like, drink one beer and I just feel kind of off and it's not great. And then I drink two and I feel sleepy. Jesus, man. Like, it sucks. I wish everything, I, I, wish I could get ruined. there. No, you don't. <laughs> it sucks. Well, it's you a know, widely available, like, anti-anxiety substance. Sure. Like, uh, whenever I'm having a manic episode, I tend to drink uh, to try to depress it, which is not a fucking... That doesn't work. You just get you manic know, and drunk. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. That's like when people, like, misunderstand... Like, oh, you're not supposed to mix depressants with, like, antidepressants. And they're like, and I think, and I've made this mistake, too, but you hear that and you're like, oh, okay, anti, so it says the opposite of what alcohol does. Alcohol would make you depressed. <laughs> sure. And it's like, that, it's not, that is not what it's talking about. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Otherwise, I could take a bunch of, like, like uh, Paxil and, and sober up. You know, they don't cancel each other out. <laughs> they just don't go well together. Uh, you know, yeah, I used to be on Celexa, which, uh, it's a commonly prescribed antidepressant and, uh, what it 
used to do was it intensifies the effects of alcohol, which is in fact the opposite mm-hmm. of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, the way I used to describe it is now I'm a cheap date is what I used to say. Two drinks and I'm woo. I, I was the same way when I was actually on a Paxil probably 10 years ago. Actually, that was right when I started drinking. So drinking one beer and then being like kind of on a good level, I was like, damn, this shit is as crazy as I thought it was. <laughs> Drink half a glass of this stuff and now I'm double depressed. <laughs> <laughs> double depressed. Yeah. 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 You know what's not so depressing, I'm trying Donovan? To wake myself up, I'm trying to wake myself up. Oh, what, what, what's not depressing? This is first, my loud voice. This first Reddit question is not depressing. Oh, how about that? How can I up my dirty talk game? Uh, my F twenty three S O M twenty seven is great at dirty talk. He gets me so horny and wet from what he whispers in my ear. I, on the other hand, get flustered and embarrassed when I try to talk dirty. I typically stick to the same five or six phrases. That's kind of a lot to start. Like, you're on a good Mm -hmm. level already. Uh, Good loadout. That I am accustomed to saying, I'd really like to be more versatile and get more comfortable with dirty talk. I know my SO would enjoy it. How can I get more comfortable with saying dirty things? Should I try saying them out loud in front of a mirror? How did you get comfortable with talking nasty? Was there ever a time when it made you uncomfortable, and how did you overcome that? Thanks in advance. Posted by Yona Chan, which isn't the Yona like the Yoni? Isn't that like a yoga term for vagina? Hmm. So like, there's there's the different like people attach Chan as like a character, like yeah, Earth Chan or something. Vagina so Chan. Is like, this is like a cute little sentient vagina. Yeah. It's kind of fun. That's festive. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm a sentient vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... Uh, there we go. We just solved it. You just say that. <laughs> Call me Yona-chan. Oh, I'm the mascot of uh, uh, female sex reproductive organs. That's true. How's it going? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it is I, uh, the manifestation of the vaguter. <laughs> It's just got a couple little feet. And you're not looking to go. Okay. Uh, I want to see it run. Dirty, dirty talk. Yeah, what do you do? Like, um, I don't know. Like, It's tough. It's tough because you have to be confident. Yes. To kind of do it. Do you know what I mean? Even if you're in like, even if you're being like a submissive person, you got to be confident enough to like be in expressing yourself, you know, in this moment. And especially with like, I don't know, the intensity of sex, especially with a new partner, if you're not very experienced, you know, that could definitely be a lot. Because like she's saying, like, there's not really a way to practice this shit short of calling up your friend and being like, can you vet these horny lines I just came up with? <laughs> that would be a hell of a phone conversation. True. Like, yeah, Although, confidence is a uh, huge thing. You can't be like, fuck, fuck me, I guess. Like, you really got to be like, fuck me, you know? Exactly, and the same for the same for being in the dominant position. Yeah, you fu- you know. Do you like do you like that as opposed to yeah you fucking like that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Sorry, I was just demonstrating uh, demonstrating my dirty talk right there. <laughs> just enthusiastic yelling. Yeah. Well, so like like I was saying though, like it, it depends. Kind of, uh, I don't know, on, on your sexual relationship there. 
You know, are you or like in or even in a particular like instance, are you trying to run the show or are you trying to let the other person run the show? Uh, and also, like, what is this person into? So, like, I don't know if somebody had some kind of fetish thing. It's a little more clear, like you're dressed up as like a cowboy and you're like, uh, rodeo my uh, rectum partner. You know, it's like kind of easy to riff off of that. But like general sex, it's like. That's good. You know what I mean? It's harder to kind of, right. it's harder to think of something that's not corny because it's such a broad thing with so many different, uh, um, like nuances to, to what people like. So I think part of this is just kind of figuring out what your partner's into. Yeah. You don't even have to ask them flat out about dirty talk, but if you get into some talks about like fantasies and that sort of shit, uh-huh. I feel like that gives you, that gives you some like starter kind of material to work with. If they have, uh, if they have a very specific fantasy, then the dirty talk becomes very easy. You just say something along the lines of, oh, fuck yeah, I'm Tifa Lockhart. I'm riding your rock hard cock, you know? <laughs> I'm Aerith Gainsborough taking your penis in my vagina. It's so easy. I'm Red 13. Now you're a furry. <laughs> I'm Renamon. Enjoy this fucking. Uh, anthropomorphic poon that I have on offer for you. Um, but so, but that's kind of how to come up with stuff, and I think that helps a little bit with the confidence when you've kind of thought it through a little bit, rather than just taking shots at the dark. The other thing, though, is is you know for the more general situation, for like uh, getting more comfortable with this in general, it it is kind of just a matter of boosting your confidence. And like I was saying before, I really do think a lot of that can come from talking to your partner and finding out what they're into and what they're not into. Sure. Because if you have a general idea, you say something, like chances are it's going to be fine, probably be pretty good, Mm -hmm. but but it's unlikely you're going to say something that's completely off base or like embarrassing uh, on account of you kind of, you got a sense uh, for what they're into. And also just trusting somebody and being more comfortable with somebody. It's it's way easier to be confident in yourself. You know, when you haven't just met this person the first time or you're feeling kind of like intimidated or shy or, or whatever. Um, but this, this is your significant other. So talk, talk more about this. Uh, and, I, and I think talking about sex and what you're into is, is a good way to make everybody more comfortable with it. Make yourself more confident. So Take a swing at doing that. That's my recommendation. It's like so much with relationships. I I have a tendency to kind of build on in-jokes in a relationship, like early on especially. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, you make references to things that you've done together. um, And when you have had sex with somebody a number of times, you're able to kind of reference the things that you've done before and, uh, you know, call back to those and make those kind of a feature of the present. Um, so like night one dirty talk is going to be very different from night 50 dirty talk, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're going to have a lot more material to work with and you're going to, uh, I, I, I have to imagine be more confident in what you're saying, uh, knowing that it's kind of hit the mark in the past. Uh, so if you're super early on in the relationship, maybe you just kind of throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what they're fucking into. Like, you have the conversation, but, like, then you start throwing some outliers, and maybe you're going to fucking discover something about your partner. Maybe it's going to be, <laughs> like, I had no idea that that's what you were into, but apparently me saying that my thick thighs 
are enveloping your face in a way that is uh, uh, going to suffocate you to death, you have discovered a paraphilia, you know? Like you're sitting on his face and you're like, I'm going to smother you. And then it just like pops off. Yeah. You found something. And that's always a great feeling too. If, if you kind of find that with your partner, um, that's, and that's, I think final thing I got on this one, continuing on what I was saying about, about talking to your partner, like just, uh, it's like what's the what's the word just taking the swing at it like if if your relationship is you know hopefully healthy enough that you can if you like what's the worst that's going to happen if you say something it's just going to be embarrassing but like it's your so you can laugh about it exactly like in your the in the midst of having sex like i don't think anybody's going to be upset at you for taking a swing at this because again it like like anything it shows you're trying to put some effort into it it shows that you care about them you're trying to add to the experience for them mm-hmm. and so if you mess up it's not like they're gonna be turned off forever or something right you know, they might we might crack up a little bit but the worst kind of got to crack up too that's part of it like we say this a million times it, it, it's always gonna be a bit weird sex itself is a weird fucking thing you know you get all up in the and the moment Sometimes you say some stuff that doesn't make sense or it's corny or it's embarrassing, but that's fucking hilarious. And that's like part of the fun of it too. Yeah. Is kind of that like funny, awkward stuff like that. The worst thing you're going to get is can you not with the facial acting? Like that's the worst (laughs) that you could possibly get. And uh, that worked out for quite some time. So, you know, you're, you might get a gentle rebuff. You might get a, that didn't do it for me at all. Let's laugh about it. Uh, I I don't think anyone's going to be like, whoa, whoa, no, thank you. You said uh, fill my hoo-ha with goof juice, and uh, (laughs) that didn't do it for me, so this is over, you know? Yeah. More like, like, if it's something that actually upsets them, more likely they'd have a conversation with you about it. If somebody were to write you off for your your dirty talk... Then you you don't want them anyway. That's very shallow. That's very shallow. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I understand it's tough. And saying it out loud to yourself, it's like when we started recording this thing, you listen to your own voice, you know, for the first time, and you're like, oh, I sound so fucking weird and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of do it more, and you're like, oh, like, the, I've been fine, actually. You know, you're just kind of in your head about it. By the time you listen to 112 hours of your own voice, it'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, record a bunch of dirty talk. <laughs> Keep playing it back to yourself until the embarrassment wears off. There you go. Straight up. Good luck, though. It'll it'll work out. And uh, troll Reddit and stuff. Stay on the sex threads. Sometimes people throw lines and stuff in there. You know, maybe people got suggestions. Good times. Good times. Here's some other times. Some, uh, <laughs> Great. some bottom times. Great transition. That was fucking excellent. <laughs> <laughs> baby oil anal lube yeah question question mark, mark. Yeah. baby oil anal lube <laughs> there we go yes yes i know don't use other objects and items that weren't designed for sexual usage for sexual usage great we got rid of the time wasters now oh, fuck off dude <laughs> jesus fucking christ Okay, so I want to stimulate my prostate with my hand slash my toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because <am I> <laughs> hand toothbrush sounds like his whole hand. 
right? That's a yeah. very that's a different penetration profile than a toothbrush. <laughs> okay, I know. Oh, I just I I hadn't read this one before, and I got to that, and I pictured like the bristle end going in. Not good. Like, Don't do oh, that. No. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. Want to stimulate my prostate with my hand slash my toothbrush, but the only lube I have access to is baby oil. Opinions and tips? Question mark. I used a female dildo once for like four months ago, and I quite enjoyed it, and I want to do it again. And that was posted by Incorrect Don't Tell Me. I'm going to tell you that if you had access to a female dildo four months ago, what happened that you don't have access to it anymore? <laughs> Like, what happened? Where did it go? Is Was it somebody else's? Don't use other people's sex toys without their permission. Like a bad roommate who's, like, always stealing your Cheerios or some shit. <laughs> but he's stealing taking, your dildo. Keep borrowing your dildo. Also, if a female dildo, like, is there, why are we gendering dildos? We can't gender dildos. We shouldn't like, do I that. Get, I get butt plugs. You get the, you know, more prostate-focused ones that are kind of curved, but I kind of thought dildo was a dildo. You know? Yeah, it's like a recreation. It's a rubber dong. It's a rubber pinos. Right. Uh, but though dildos are not necessarily that, uh, the first dildo I ever owned was a hard plastic thing I bought at Spencer's that used a, like a D battery and uh, was just kind of like a cone. Like it wasn't even anatomical shaped, you know? A cone? Like um, like a tapered cone. Like it, it came to something of a point, uh, but it had like a consistent... Uh, diameter through maybe like 75% of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. That's kind of like a cone. Okay. Well, so, so baby oil. I don't know. Uh, I Like, I, I, I kind of know that some, some sex toys, condoms, uh, you don't want to be using shit that's not water-based. Right. Because it'll fuck with those. I don't know about just the button, especially when it's your own. Like, you're not worried about uh, STI transmission and stuff. Right. Like, I, I, I don't think that would be a problem. May I flex my expertise? I also expertise? have no idea. Like, is it toxic? Could your butt absorb it and then you turn into a baby or something? May I flex my expertise to a certain degree? Yeah, hit me. If you are just using your fingers and you are trying to go to anal town and you're beating up your own dirt button... Baby oil is perfectly fine. It's like a body-neutral oil is my understanding. If I am wrong, let us know in the question box. Um, but it is my understanding that it's a fairly body-neutral oil, and you can use that to lubricate as long as you're uh, just doing it on yourself with your own fingers. When you get a rubber uh, friend involved, then it might damage your rubber friend and cause it to deteriorate, and that's not what you're looking for. So <clears throat> primarily it's like the longevity of your sex toys is what you're worried about when it comes to your various types of lube. Uh, I'm going to buzz market a brand of lube. It is called Pink Water. Mm, pink Water is smooth as silk, and it is water-based, and it you can use it on anything and go buy that. Go do Pink Water. Like, I don't understand how this person that only has access to baby oil, like... I found I found the answer to that. Mm. I've been going through. I was really confused because I didn't see OP in the comments, except for once. But uh, OP has, like, two accounts or something, and they replied with the wrong account, and then they started 
just going with that account. So somebody was like, buy lube because fuck it. You can get it at the grocery store. Just go do it. Yeah. But they say I'm 15. Mm. They are a pandemic. Mm -hmm. My parents would emancipate me if they found out. Okay. I don't don't think they can do that on a county of 15. (laughs) I don't think your parents are going to fuck with you for lube. If you're using it to masturbate. Mm, they I, could I, though. I like I, th- I think a particular stripe of fundamentalist nonsense could lead somebody to disown their child over masturbating with lubricants. What if you got the lubricant? Because it just looks like clear liquid typically. What if you got some regular lube and put it in the baby oil lube bottle? Sure, sure. Get some water-based stuff and disguise it as baby oil. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't think. I don't know from just off the top of my head. I don't think this is a problem, but I don't know that for sure. And I know that like petroleum based stuff like this typically just isn't that great as lube in my experience. Baby oil works. Uh, I have some experience with uh, baby oil as, as bone and lube. I do have this. Well, now now I'm thinking also though, in terms of, uh, terms of options, you're trying to hide this. Maybe your parents are fundies. They're going to fucking come after you, you know, for having, for having some lubricant. Uh, somebody else said coconut oil. I think that's a fucking great one. Sure. Sure. I like, you got to kind of work it for a minute to get it out of its, uh, out of its semi-solid state, but it'll, it'll do the trick. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's food safe, right? I don't, I don't think that's something that, you know, sticking on a toothbrush handle and putting up your butt. I don't, I think that would potentially be better than baby oil. But again, I don't fucking know. <laughs> right. I, I would, but I would look up just the the safety of these things. Cause people have tried everything. Look up what people say about baby oil. I could, you could find it online too. Didn't have to post and make your, your snarky little uh, comment there. You fucking zoomer piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but, but kind of look at the different options that you think you could safely have around without drawing attention and grab that and give it a shot. Absolutely. I, uh, early on in my sexual career figured out that uh, baby oil was a fairly body safe, uh, sex lube with uh, a high school girlfriend who had uh, a chronic case of of the dry sniz. She didn't, you know, she didn't particularly get ex- exceedingly wet. She would want to have sex with me, but it wouldn't be ready. We mm-hmm. needed, we needed something to uh to lubricate the situation. So I was like, "Oh fuck. This gets a fucking this is baby oil up in there." <laughs> so uh we would do that. And uh, I remember one time, this is, you know, uh, related to our Patreon episode, uh, which you should subscribe to our Patreon, uh, Radio Patreon.com slash RFTB. That's the one. It's only four letters. Go type those letters in. Go type the letters in. bucks, please. Go type the letters in. Give us money. You can hear more about this. I, uh, (laughs) so uh, she and I wanted to get down. She was staying over at the house. Which was that's like a big red flag for people fucking is them staying mm-hmm. over, right? But she was staying over, and uh, I was out of baby oil, but my folks were not, and I knew this, and I had repeatedly stolen that bottle of baby oil for the purpose of lubricating my penis <laughs> to put in my girlfriend. Um, and it's like two thirty in the morning. And I was like going up and down the stairs, like I was pacing around, like I can't even remember how how exactly it happened. 
but uh, I was walking up the stairs, and my father opens the bedroom door, looks at me, and I look at him, <laughs> and he hands me a bottle of baby oil, <laughs> and then closes his bedroom door. <laughs> he was like, I know exactly what you use this for. Please stop pacing up and down the stairs, you asshole. Let me go to bed. Stop stealing mine for your ungodly activities. Exactly. It's fucking, it's fucking lube. It's lube. It's, people need it. People need it sometimes. It's better if you have it on hand when you're doing solo time. Like, it's, it's fucking lube. Like, can we, like, there's no, you go to the grocery store, you buy some lube. There is no age restriction on it. I remember I used to I used to build Warhammer models when I was like 15 and you had to be 18 to buy the glue because you could sniff the glue and get high. But there is no limitation on lube. Yeah. Take the nine Just- take the 9 to 11 dollars and go to the grocery store and purchase some lubricant and squirrel it away. Hide it from your fundamentalist parents and then use it to put your fingers in your butt. I think that's great. Go buy some lube. Yeah. Just put it in a similar kind of thing. Baby oil, something similar. I I just think, I think that's the best move. That's your main concern is, is hiding it. So good luck out there. Can we and, talk? Uh, can we talk about the concept of baby oil and the idea that you would need to oil a baby? I have never put that together. <laughs> yeah. When would you need to oil a baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's what it, it's oil for uh, when you're having the baby, when you're you know delivering, oh, you know, oil it up. Okay, maybe. Sure, maybe. Why not? <laughs> then then everybody has it on hand after the birth because you only need so much when you're oiling up the the sniz for the baby delivery. That's true, and so that's how your dad noticed you were stealing it all the time, is because that level had been the same for you know fucking eighteen years. Sure, sure. And it starts dropping. You're like. It's like, who the fuck's having babies around here? <laughs> Strong. All right. Good luck out there. Get something better than a toothbrush, too. I don't know. I I can't imagine some of that shit's great for long-term use, but I don't fucking know. True. You know what I do know? What do you know? It's the question box now. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Woo! Oh, yeah. Where you been? Oh, how yeah. Much, yeah. How much yeah, it's the question box. We're here. We're here inside of it. Climbed in. It's a little, it's a little cozy. Got a new couch. We got our knees where our knees are just like knocked up against each other. Like we're just very yeah. close. <laughs> smushed, smushed in the question box, maneuvering around. I have found two new questions. One of these is not a question. One of these is one of my jackass friends. Can I read this? Sam- I want to read this. Yeah, you can read it. Dono, play Apex with us. <laughs> no, I only play Animal Crossing. That's the rules. That's true. You're going to start playing Bloodborne with me and Zissy very soon. That's true. A- actually, I mean, whoever, I don't know who this is, honestly. I got a few potential guesses. Hit me up. I'll play video games with you. Shit. Everybody loves especially, video games. Especially with somebody, anybody back in Portland. I'll catch up with people. 
All right, we got that. We got another, uh, well, this is, <laughs> this is something. Hello, Radio Free Toad Bay. Hello. Hold on, there's an exclamation point. Hello, Radio Free Tote Bag. I was hoping you would put more emphasis on bag. Hello, Radio Free Tote Bag. Huge <laughs> fan of the pod. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who would make a better husband? Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland? Thanks. It is pronounced Chalamet. And I only know this because Timothy Chalamet came up on an episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me very recently. I don't know what this man looks like. I looked up pictures right before this when I saw the question because I didn't I didn't know either of these folks either. I don't I don't really watch movies, I'm realizing. I probably watch two movies every year. I don't I don't care for it. I don't want to be like I'm gonna set out two hours to watch this thing. I think Hollywood's stupid. I think every actor sucks. <laughs> that's my stance okay but if i'm going just off of the look of yeah. these two boys the tom holland dude looks like the the fucking kid in your college who's like really active with like turning point usa mm. at least in these pictures mm-hmm, i'm seeing mm-hmm. and i hate that okay Timothy chalamet looks like a less attractive version of me and so i'm into that <laughs> Let me okay. I'll I'll give you my I'll give you my gut reactions. I knew who Tom Holland was. I knew who was Spider Man. I knew this. Um, Tom Holland looks like a sweet boy who I think could really do me right. And I think I would marry Tom Holland because Timothy Chalamet looks like a shit. He looks like a little shit. He looks he like the kind. He looks like the kind of dude that I would just instantly want to beat up. Like the moment I met him. Also, he was born in 1995, which infuriates me that he is so wealthy. <laughs> well, Tom Holland was born in 1996. Holy shit. Okay, well, all right. That that also upsets me. We've but... got these two children. These children. In Hollywood. These children have more money than me, and I hate them both. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Tom Holland uh, appears to be... I, th- I think he's like a sweeter boy. I think he's got a little more uh, uh emotional weight uh to his life i'm just saying and i'm basing this on the fact that this dude has dark same hair that i had in high school and <laughs> also has a good face sure that too i was good of awful. a face too angular it is a little off it's a little asymmetrical a little but lab right. grown it's, it looks a little lab grown <laughs> but i'm just saying i like when i had the long the long hair and looked like somebody you'd be like that guy looks like a little shit because i was <laughs> but then i turned into current me sure, sure and i'm fucking great dude i'd marry me i i so, have always looked my... like a fucking potato so i don't have that arc <laughs> um <laughs> just hard it's just hard out look here. Like, you don't look like a potato get the fuck out of here like a chiseled potato. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for this question. I'm curious who this was. Maybe get, throw some other like duos of actors that I can that I can rate. Yeah, we like that. We would like that on 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 the culture. You know, on the normie culture. I could drop some. 
I've got some comparisons, but uh, by the way, Arthur, you. I just I just referred to movies as normie culture, even though I'm on my seventh season of Love Island since you March. Fucking <laughs> normie! Like the the most mainstream I, mo- most mainstream thing I have consumed in the last eight months is like Dark Souls. You fucking square, dude. <laughs> You know that thing that people say is too hard to get into? (laughs) Fucking casual bullshit, man. (laughs) Well, thank you for sending the questions in. Again, if you sent the Apex thing to me, and I know you, and even if I don't, hit hit me up. I'm curious curious who it is. Dono would definitely play Apex. If, If a listener was like, please play Apex with us, I may also be persuaded to play Apex on PS4. Or possibly yeah. PC. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna be very good anymore. No, me neither. I will suck ass. Like I will drag your team to the fucking floor. We're gonna figure it out though. Get that octane, jump around on the pads a little bit. Octane's old now. There's like new characters and shit. Get jumpy with it. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. But I don't know, man. Animal Crossing, Splatoon, Kids and Squids. I'll tell you that, listeners. If anybody out there's got a switch and plays Splatoon, and you already play with me, and uh, homie Mark from. Uh, from uh, last guest episode. Hit me up. If anybody the wants kids, to invade me, if anyone wants to uh, uh, join our Dark Souls Fight Club, it's, the password is 42069. So, come do Sick, that. Dude. Dark Souls 3. <laughs> Fucking rad. <laughs> okay. Do I read this question? Do you, you I, read this question? Yeah, it, was, it got a little off there because I read one, and, or you read it, and then went in the, but we'll figure it out. Here we go. I'll read this. All right. I got trouble with my wife getting too much attention from friends. I, 41 male, have been working from home due to COVID and spending a lot of time with my wife, 35F. Our relationship has improved since we've been spending a lot of time alone, especially since we don't have kids yet. During the lockdown, she began getting really into fitness and probably lost 35 pounds, Jesus, during the four months we've been home. Crazy, I know. She's even more attractive than when we met after she first graduated from college. This part is amazing. She feels great, and she's very happy. Since things improved, my friends and I decided to go on a fishing trip up north. Given my wife has been pretty bored at home, I decided to invite her to join us. The guys were fine with it too, but didn't bring their wives. We spent about four days at a lake house and fishing on a boat. The entire time my wife looked amazing in her swimsuits. That's when the problem started. I caught my friends looking at her all the time, to the point where they all became comedians all of a sudden. My wife even told me she noticed the guys looking at her, but it didn't bother her. It's certainly a confidence booster for her, and I'm glad she's feeling good about herself. However, I can't get over myself being more protective and jealous. I feel like I'm making stuff up in my head that she's wearing less clothes to get attention from the other guys. Since I'm getting a bit older, maybe it's my insecurity playing into that part, too. We're going to come back to that. (laughs) The other odd thing I noticed is our sex life. (laughs) I have no complaints. Since she feels younger, she started to role play a bit when we have sex. She will make comments like, what if your wife caught you type of fantasy comments. It's really hot, but I just feel strange about it. TLDR, wife got into fitness and looks amazing. She's getting attention from other men and it bothers me. This was posted by this day is yours. And this insecurity is yours, brother. It's yours. It's all yours, man. 
Though, I don't doubt that you bring your, not a hot wife, like not in the sense of like somebody who's hot wifing, but your hot wife, like she's a hot person who is a wife. Yeah. She came on the fishing trip and it's just you and the other guys up at the lake over the weekend. Surely they will look at the ass. Surely they will observe the titas. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's something that happens. And that's something that I don't think is a big deal up to a certain point. And part of this even goes like beyond you question asker, but like to your wife, it's like, you shouldn't just be like heckling women and like ogling them constantly. Nobody wants that. Don't do that. You know, uh, that, I mean, that, that's the part, that's the part that I could see having a problem with. Um, she bends over to get a beer out of the cooler. You will, you will look, you will see, will observe. It's in the vicinity. Yeah. All of a sudden, damn, Damn. booty. Damn. That's booty. That's great. I love it. but difference between doing that and, and then, going, you know, whoa, like, yeah. check out that ass. Like, yeah. That's, that's Absolutely. fucking irritating. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's on the friends and, and that's something that's worth being irritated about. Sure. But the stuff, especially what you're talking about with, uh, she's been getting really into fitness kind of makes it sound like she hasn't so much in the past. And that makes me think you haven't so much in the past and probably mm, currently. Mm-hmm. That's me. This, yeah. the, this is something we've answered a question on this before with like weight loss between, two overweight partners and how, if you're, if you're the one, you know, you're both struggling with that in some way, one person kind of gets into the fitness part and, and gets to the point, you know, they want to get to that can like fuck with things a bit. Cause it amps up your insecurity. Cause you know, now it's just like, I don't feel great about myself, but like I'm married and stuff. It's like, I'm not feeling great about myself. Now my wife's feeling great about my herself. What if I, what if I'm not good enough for her? Cause I, cause I suck. Like it, it comes down so hard to this dude's insecurity here. And I think that projects a little bit on her. I mean, you're at, you're, you're fucking fishing. Like, of course she's going to be wearing a bathing suit. You're at, you're at the lake. That's what you do. Um, that's not to like spite you. And even if she's putting something on it, try to look hot. That's fucking fine. She's probably stoked. Cause she got into really great shape, you know, during this fucking awful time, she's got something to be feeling good about. Sure. That's fucking great. Don't don't be don't be thinking she's doing that to like, oh, like I'm gonna wear hot stuff and get attention from my husband's friends during this COVID pandemic, and then I'm gonna leave him for like one of the that, that's like such a fucking spiral stretch. Not gonna happen. You know? I don't think it's give gonna give your fucking partner the benefit of the doubt until you have like fucking concrete other you know evidence to the contrary, and I mean like. You walk on her hooking up with your friends, you know, <laughs> not like she, she wore a bathing suit. She looks hot and she walked past him. That's fucking stupid. Man. Yeah. You're I gonna, get it, but it's fucking stupid. You're going to need to catch somebody mid coitus in order to get like concrete evidence off of this particular, uh, uh, configuration of events. Like if you, so, <laughs> you know, like Tim's getting really fucking drunk at the party and Mindy is fucking drunk at the party and they start looking at each other and they start talking and then they go off by themselves and then you walk off and you find him in mid-coitus. That's a problem. That's not good. You don't want that. But if everyone is just sitting around talking and it just seems like she's giving Tim a little more attention, that's probably your insecurity. Right. And again, like if, if, and there's still like a line that can be drawn there. 
you know, if she's saying something, and I think more if your friends are saying something in this case, you could bring up that you're uncomfortable with that. But I, I, given that it very much seems like you're insecure, there's very clear reasons that could be making you feel more insecure than usual. Like I would just give her the benefit of the doubt on all Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. So the, the other thing is, uh, and this is just kind of a side note at the end, it feels like, but bring it up that she's been making comments during sex. Like what if your wife caught you type of thing? Mm. I, I don't, that, that seems more to me like, Maybe she's found something that she's kind of into. Like Maybe she figured out how to fucking dirty talk. Yeah. Right. Like along those lines. And again, she's she's doing that shit with you. Like, what do you think she's like trying to... This is like some QAnon level shit. Where she's <laughs> like, there's an encoded message in here. What if your wife... That I'm going to have a new wife because she's going to cheat on me and divorce me. She, she <laughs> is doing this wife. with you, a 41-year-old man. That seems like a pretty realistic fantasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe she's playing into the fact that, you know, she's she's looking younger than she was or something. Like, that's honestly kind of like a funny comment in that context. That's kind of she's playing it. But I don't know. Like, I would just look at that as something maybe she's found something she's into and fucking explore that because that's good times. Yeah, that's very uh, hot. You know, up to where you're comfortable with. But... Again, it just seems like you're putting, you're feeling insecure and so you are finding evidence to support your wife not being into you. Which, you know? I, which I fully understand. If you're in a position of insecurity and you don't feel like things are fully in your control and things feel a little strange, then you're going to look for anything that supports that. And you're going to need to fucking shut that line of questioning down unless you have other evidence to support it. And it, it really is just doing the shutdown too. At least that's what I find when I like obsess or stew uh, over things and get really anxious about it. Uh, it like you build up momentum, and the more you keep doing it, the fucking harder it is to let it go. So I would kind of like you. You kind of gotta think your way through this. And even though that's going to be different than how you feel, you probably feel anxious. You probably have a gut feeling that something something is wrong. Right. I think sometimes it's good to listen to that. I think the information from that you should take is I should work on my self-esteem here. I should work on my self-confidence. But keep reminding yourself that, like, come on, like, this this is a you thing. This isn't this isn't her fucking around or doing anything wrong. This is just some insecurity in you that's been, been dredged up. And you should work on that. Not you know, be going through fucking text conversations and social media shit. And like, Oh, she posted this. You take the first letter of each word. It spells. My husband is a fat bitch. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that would be clear. cut, I guess. Do look for that though, because if it does, if like the first letter of each of her most recent Facebook posts say, my husband is a fat (laughs) bitch. <laughs> yeah, that that might be clear cut. I'm I'm also gonna say, and this can it, this might depend on the strength of the relationship and your communication skills and just how you are as people. Um, but if you you know if you, if you've been together for a long while, you got a solid relationship, and this has really been the point where like it, you're starting to just not feel great. You know, maybe some kind of self confidence could be a you thing. thing. It it could be. I'm saying uh, 
it might be worth talking to her about it and just bringing up how you've been feeling again, not in an accusatory way, not calling her out, but in a way like, Hey, since you've gotten shape, I'm like happy for you on that. And now I've just been feeling kind of crappy about myself. Maybe you can fucking work out with her or something. I don't know. Yeah. But if, if, if there's a good relationship there, I think you could express that insecurity while making it clear that it is insecurity and that you're not trying to come at her. My answer in that regard would be like how I would feel about that. So I'm with a partner and she really gets into shape and she's really like focusing on her fitness. I would think of myself as, as like a, like a, like a shell that needs to slough off and, uh, become, (laughs) become an inert figure in her past is what I would need to do. (laughs) That's how I would conceive of that. Because I have no self-esteem. I don't know if anyone knows this, who's listened to the podcast for the last 112 episodes. I have no self-esteem at all. Here's some advice for you. Quit it! Just stop. Just stop having no self-esteem. Just hurry yeah. up and hurry up and get real confident. Okay. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> Just do that. <laughs> um... There, there is one more thing on this when it comes to this personal shit and there's like factors outside of you and you have this energy that you want to address that and get paranoid and stuff like another way to just kind of start making yourself feel better is like just work on something in your own life and it doesn't even have to be fitness like it could it be your improve. relationship advice podcast it could be that it it could be, you know, any kind of hobby or something you have or a project you're working on or your, your job. If you actually like it, whatever 5% of people out there, that is right. <laughs> but, uh, just doing something to kind of, you know, working on yourself a little bit, doing something productive for you, uh, is a kind of way of addressing that, that self-confidence and like putting that kind of energy into a place that's, you know, healthy and something good is going to come out of, as opposed to, like I said, like scanning your wife's Instagram, you know, for clues. <laughs> oh yeah. You can't cue in on your fucking wife's Instagram feed. Don't do that. You cannot. But I like, I, as I said, again, I, I get this though. Like I, I get that feeling. It fucking sucks. It isn't, it isn't fun. Um, but it's something that it's something that you can deal with. It's something that you can overcome. It's just counterintuitive because the way to do that is to not start engaging with these, you know, stupid insecurity thoughts. Yeah, so, that's the hardest I, shit in the world. I I wish you the best, and uh, I, I I think I think you'll I think you'll be all right. Start lifting some fucking weights. Put creatine in your fucking oatmeal every morning. Start squatting, baby. There is a fifty-year-old dude at my old gym. Who fucking squatted like twice as much as me as one point. You can do it. I believe in you. Uh, also, I thought getting too much attention from friends at the capital F. Thought it was like a sentient DVD box set <laughs> in season two. Kept showing up, leaving little love letters. You know, I left one of my discs in the DVD player. Don't let your husband find out. Episode entitled The One Where Ross Steals Your Girl. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ross sucks. I don't know anything about friends. I do know that I think all the main character men's are straight guys, Arthur. This is true. 
That leads me to our next question, which is about straight guys, Arthur. Oh, very good. Oh, my God. Donovan, you're a wizard. (laughs) Straight guys who enjoy ass licking. Colon. No joke at colon. That's pretty funny. Ass at colon. (laughs) Why do you think this practice? Why do you think is this practice so joyful? Joyful. Joyful. Hi, y'all. I'm pretty much one i pretty much wonder why sniffing and licking a girl's ass gives so much pleasure there is no conflict in myself i love doing it to my girlfriend and she loves it back but i don't like poo or anything just the anus itself anyway just curious about thoughts from people who share this kink thanks guys have a nice day <laughs> that was posted by <laughs> Mammoth 2020. So what got, a positive ass eater. I love this guy. Um, I, it's got to be the taboo, right? It's got to be like poop comes from there, but I'm licking it right now because there's no poop there now. Like part of it's got to be absolutely like, okay, so like a, a, a poisonous, horrifying substance comes from this fucking orifice. But here I am just putting my tongue on it. I think that's got to be part of it. I'm flipping off God with both hands and then licking that ground. <laughs> That's part of it. A part of it is just feels good. And just to kind of know, like, especially it says your girlfriend really likes it to do something and you could tell they're really enjoying it. Yeah. That's fucking great. That's a huge part of it. Um, I, you know, I, yeah, I do think the taboo thing is part of it too. And just that it's like, it, it's different. It also like feels different than the other sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of like a fun add on than a thing in and of itself. Right. But it is different enough that it, you know, it adds something. Um, I'll tell you, I've eaten some ass in my day. Uh, it was never the central feature. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like a foreplay thing for me. Yeah. You're you're never like, when we get home, like, I'm going to go down and eat your ass for an hour. No, nobody's eating nobody ass wants for an that. hour. Literally nobody wants that. If you want that, uh, send a question to the question box. We will help you out. Or we're going to drop. Not wanting that. We're going to drop one of these, like like that or drop that on you but yeah i, I, I think those i think those are the main reasons yeah it's you're like just kind of you're, you're you're down in the personal business yeah there's, there's an intimacy to it that also is a little bit different than the intimacy of like normal uh you know uh p or v type stuff it's, I may, it's just it's a little different i may have mentioned this before but there was a, a college humor bit where there's two people and they're obviously getting into sexy time and uh, the guy says, do you want to go down on me? And the girl is like, what, are you serious? Like, put your penis in my mouth? Like, that's like an incredibly intimate act. Like, the thing that you pee out of and the thing that you've had for your entire life and that has been a feature of your sexuality the entire time you've had it is going to be in my fucking mouth? Like, that's an incredibly <laughs> intimate act. I'm not willing to do that. And at the end of the bit, she goes, you want to do anal? <laughs> so it's like, like, it's... It's it's about people's perception of the organs involved in the sex act that have a lot more to do with the level of intimacy than what society prescribes to it necessarily. Yeah, to to a certain extent, some of this is some of this is just fucking arbitrary. And yeah, you know the the doo doo asshole falls into the whole package of the the private parts that classically described. You could show a butt on TV. I'm pretty sure you can't just show a straight up anus on TV. True. No, that's totally true. I remember back in the 90s, uh, uh, what was it? NYPD Blue 
uh, Sipowitz had his ass on the... I'm going to look this up. Sipowitz ass. I'm just making a mental note that on top of the different shows you've referenced, including Cheers, you're now adding NYPD Blue. I am, because he it was the first <laughs> ass on national television. It was like the first primetime butt. Damn. Maybe there are there there is one good cop, and it's that cop in the <laughs> show. Sipowitz. Because he broke he broke the mold. Broke the ass know? barrier. Yeah. Busted right through. But you can't fucking have an they didn't even have anuses in Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's that, that's a big one. That's that's a big one. I so, can't wait for I, the first anus on TV. <laughs> I, I hope I hope we can uh evolve as a society to to that point as, as well it's so, so here's what we do we make the show blow up we get a cable deal and we create like the rftb balloon not hour absolutely well no it has an hour it has to be viewing pictures of anuses but that's all that's on the screen the whole time donovan a live video feed of an anus donovan we agreed on episode one that this series would be an infinitely recursive uh, situation that would infinitely loop in on itself and so to carry the reference inward it would have to be a sharpie in my pooper is the first <laughs> the first anus on TV <laughs> there we go that's that's our new Patreon tier if you give us $20 if you uh, get us a, a, a tel- like a pilot a show pilot opportunity <laughs> and you are able to change the the laws of the FCC to allow for this, that that is your reward. Is is Arthur on uh, NBC about seven p.m. <laughs> Sharpie right there. We can get a promotional opportunity with Sharpie okay. too. Okay, I'm not even kidding at this point. This is me. The jokes have left the room. Jokes are over there. This is me being real with you. We can put a fifty dollar Patreon tier where I will send you a photograph of a Sharpie in my butthole. We can do that. This is something are I'm comfortable you- with. Fuck yeah. You pledge right, folks. you pledge fifty dollars a month to our program. I will put a Sharpie brand marker in my butthole and send you a photograph of it. <laughs> we just you just gotta open an OnlyFans at this point. We got the Patreon <laughs> and the OnlyFans separated. Yeah, well well that'll all get plowed into the um into the uh fund to improve our program as well. That sounds good. Uh, also, we've kind of reminded you, uh, but our Patreon has launched. We have our first episode on there. We will have our second episode next week. We've already recorded it. We're just uh, editing it. And uh, you get access to that for three bucks a month. We're figuring out some other perks to put on there. Um, shout outs, that sort of thing. Yep. If you're into anything, you got any ideas, uh, you could shoot us a message on Patreon, actually. Or uh, shoot something in the question box or hit us up on social media. Yeah. Uh, but if you can, we, we fucking appreciate the support. Covers our hosting costs. Uh, let's us upgrade our stuff a little bit. I- any money we get, we're going to put back into the show. So yeah. we, we appreciate it. I'm not buying uh, uh, tokens on Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2 with, yeah. these, <laughs> with this money. This is it's going directly back into making this a better program. That's pod money. And so, and also all of you who have uh, supported us on there, we fucking appreciate it. And y'all rule. Including, do we want to, do we want to do the shout out right now? One person is pledged at the shout out level. Give, give her the shout out. It is my good friend, Barbara Brig. 
she is an absolute G and I love her very much and I love working with her at the unnamed retail establishment and she has pledged at the $10 a month level this month. Thank you very much, Barb. We love you. Thank you, Barb. Do we want to do uh, the end of the show thing, the regular end of the show stuff that we do? Do we want to do that now? Yeah, let's make it happen. Our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song. What is it? It's Stephanie. By by who? Uh, by the Hey Fellows. <laughs> Where can I find them? You can find them on Spotify. How many words are in the title <laughs> of the band? It's three words separated by two spaces. Check them out. I love them. They are great. I love the outro music. Like, one of the highlights of my week is dropping that tune in and hearing the fucking guitar riff drop. It's got such good fucking energy, especially, like, if you're feeling down. It's very, very lifted music. Absolutely. Uh, Folks, 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 guess what? Oh, am I supposed to get my folks? Please. Yeah, you're folks. You, you, oh. you are included in folks, yes. What? Did you know that I love you? Oh, wait, no, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. I want to mention it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been, so I've been recording podcasts for the last like fucking three, four hours. Uh, I, I did a uh, guest appearance on pocket monster radio. You can find them on, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, fucking Stitcher, fucking, you know, everywhere you're going to find podcasts. Go look up Pocket Monster Radio. Their next episode is going to feature me uh, talking about my history with the series Pokemon. And uh, it was very fun. Uh, it was like, it's a fucking dream. Like, this is the culmination of my life's ambition to, like, do a media product and then have somebody invite me on their thing to talk about Pokemon. That's like the best thing that could happen to me. That's great. And if you haven't listened to our episode with, uh, with Mark, Mark Adkins of pocket monsters radio, uh, that's an episode or two ago, hit that one up. They were hilarious and check Arthur out on that program. It's episode one eleven or one ten. kiss edging. Listen to that episode. Very, very funny. Um, Oh, and, uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah! The people got two kisses.